there's a lot of management companies out there, but very few of them are members of NARPM, which is the National Association of Residential Property Managers, and IRAM, the Institute of Real Estate Management. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to ask you, do you have a strategy right now where you are getting leads that come into your inbox while you're sleeping? Do you have a strategy where you are optimized with both Google AdWords and SEO, search engine optimization? If not, then guess what? Today's your lucky day. We've got a free strategy session just for you, and it's with Dan Barrett. If you recognize his name, he was a guest on episode 565, and he is the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy and get a free strategy session to learn with him how to implement an online strategy for your market in both SEO and Google AdWords. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. We've spoken to Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Rob Kiyosaki, the author Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and a whole bunch of others. With us today, we have someone whose last name I just love to say, Denny Tronkolsko. How you doing, Denny? I'm doing great, Joe. How you doing today? I'm doing well. How'd I do on your last name? Hey, you did pretty good. You didn't butcher it that bad. I've heard worse. <laughs> <laughs> I've been practicing for a whole seven seconds before we started talking, but I'll take I've heard worse before. At least it's not the worst. A little bit about Denny. He's head of investor relations at Apartment Holdings USA, which acquires apartment buildings in need of repositioning. He purchased his first investment property in 2011 and since then has started two companies focused on acquiring real estate properties. As a broker, he's produced over $400,000 of sales revenue within five years. He's ranked one of the top 25 independent agents four years in a row, and he's based in sunny Orlando, Florida. With that being said, Denny, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Definitely. Yeah, I'm in sunny Orlando, the Sunshine State, home of the mouse, right? We started investing here in about 2010. Started with a couple of partners and a couple of few young guys who just wanted to get started in real estate and started just doing marketing, man. That's one of the biggest things I could tell anyone that wants to get started in this business, that marketing is the key to have some success. And we started right away with doing the outdoor signage or the bandit signs as they call them. And we put them out every week. We're really consistent with it. And we actually started buying about about four deals that way with partners. Then I ended up going out on my own and kept buying property, just rehabbing houses here and there. And last year in 2015, my fiance and I, we moved from the residential to also start acquiring commercial properties. And we acquired two commercial properties, primarily focusing on multifamily. We were involved in a 48 unit property and also a 24 unit property that we still own today. 48 unit and a 24 unit property, and then double that a 48 unit did you purchase those two properties with all of your own money? No, I did not. With the house business, what I learned was that it's either hard money or private money. Hard money, you work with a company that they specialize in lending money to investors that want to purchase real estate. It's a great way to get financing. It's a bit on the expensive side compared to private money where it's 
basically friends, family, and also business people that want to get a return using real estate rather than the stock market. So I started using private money for rehabs in single family, and I built some great relationships with people. I paid them on time. I was very good with communication. So when I told them I'm doing multifamily, one of those investors that I had already borrowed from invested in our 24-unit deal. And I'm also a member of our local investor association, and I found a second investor to invest in our 48-unit deal as well. Part of it, of course, we needed was investors, and part of it was financing either through a seller through a bank that we got also a commercial mortgage. You have one investor in the 48-unit, and that's someone you met through a local meetup. Is that right? Did I hear that correctly? Well, I've been a member and on the board of my local investor club, and okay. I met that person through that club, through the Investor Association. And then there's actually two investors in my second deal. One of them was also part of the Investor Association, and the other one was a friend that invested in it. How'd you structure it with them? The 48-unit deal, that was my first deal. So I ended up saying, once I was getting started with multifamily, let me find someone that's been doing this for a while. And let me partner on with them and see how they do their process. So that was the first deal. So there was a sponsor. I brought the investor that I found and how we structured with the investor was they got about 50% of the deal in total. Most of the beginning of the cash flow, the sponsor and I get. And on the back end, they get a bigger piece of the resale value. That's how we structured on the 48 unit because the investor is looking for something on the back end. And we wanted more cash flow at the beginning, so it ended up working pretty good. The side of the 24 unit... um, Before we get into 24, let's talk about that 48. So you brought the money partner to the deal, and who... You don't have to name the name of the person, but how did you get in touch with the sponsor of the deal? I had met the sponsor through the Investor Association. Again, it was a great resource, that investor club. And he was getting started in multifamily two years before I was. And my fiance had a relationship with his fiance. So they set up a lunch and I knew he he had already bought a third unit building and he had some experience. And so I said, you know, let's get together for lunch. And one of his issues was raising capital, which was my strength. And he had some deals so that it worked out perfectly. And how did you structure it with him in terms of ownership of the deal? How we structured it was that he's running the deal. He's the sponsor, basically the operating partner on the deal. And then I'm a passive investor on the deal. And I also invested a small amount of capital as well and part of the deal there. So I own a part of the deal. He owns the majority of the deal and the investor owns the other half of the deal. So we all own a certain percentage. I own the lease, not a big percentage, like 10% of the deal. But frankly, the benefit of the ownership is the experience and the whole structuring of the investment and the day-to-day operations. And that person today is still a mentor to me on my 24 unit that I bought on my own. So it's worked out perfectly. Yeah, that's really helpful. Thanks for getting into that. So just so I'm clear, the individual who had the deal... And the primary money person, the person you brought into the deal, that is split 50-50. And then of the 50% that the sponsor has, the individual who had the deal, you have about 10% of that. So it's really like a 40-10. Is that about right? Well, 
I own 10% of the entire deal. So that's the number. Right. Okay. Got it. How do you make your fees on that deal? How I'm getting paid on that deal, it's primarily through the cash flow and the back end at resale. Is that deal how I'm getting paid? I didn't get an acquisition fee or anything like that on that deal. And what we're doing is that deal, we're doing a value add. So the property, the seller financed 88% of the financing, and we got the interest rate at a five and a half for as a 15 year fixed loan. So the loan is going to stay fixed for 15 years and it's a five and a half rate, the first three and a half. So we're getting some good financing up front while we renovate the property and we're dumping in majority of the cash flow back into the property to renovate the property, increase rents, to then resell the property. And then our initial exit on the property is about somewhere around five years. But cash flow will be starting, I believe, in about year two. We just bought it last year in July. So we're going to be starting taking distributions in about next year in July. And now will you tell us about the 24 unit? The 24 unit, that's the one my fiance and I found on our own. And we found it last year in July. And it was a family that had inherited the property and they weren't really in the real estate business, but they owned the property and they wanted to sell it. And we kind of caught it at the right time because they had a listing on it and the listing had expired and we contacted them. We sent them a letter. They called us back on the letter and they said they were looking to sell. So we got the property at 850000 for the purchase price. The day we bought it, it appraised at a million. And today, after the expenses that we've been able to decrease on the property, I'd say it's worth around $1.4 million. Where'd you get the address in order to send the letter? We typically work with ListSource. We also look at the county records for all the multifamily properties that are available in that county. And then we just mail all those properties in that county. When you buy from ListSource, what fields do you choose from to narrow down the list that you receive? That, I give it to my fiance who handles more of that. But there's a check mark you can pick on multifamily and it'll give you a list of the multifamilies in that county. Frankly, more of the lists are going to be better off at the tax assessor's office. So mm-hmm. if you can get the list of those properties, that's going to be your best place. With the $850,000 purchase price, how much of that was equity that you and or partners brought to it? $192,000 was capital that we put in. Investors were about $100,000 of that. And then the other $92,000 was our personal capital that we sold two of our rental properties to basically upgrade into the 24 units. So that's about 22% of the purchase price. What type of financing was it? I might have missed that. It was a commercial loan. Actually, how the loan was structured is we used a community bank, which was great. And initially, I tried using one of the big banks, and they basically pushed me to the wayside, which was Wells Fargo. You know, I hate them for life after that. Almost (laughs) cost me the deal. I had built some relationships. I think this is such a networking business, such a relationship business. I built a relationship with a guy at the local, it's called SCORE, S-C-O-R-E. And it's an association with mentors. And this was a real estate mentor guy. This is a different mentor. And he recommended this bank. It's a community bank. So I spoke to them and they said they could do 80% of the project costs and 75% of the purchase price. 
So we got a loan for $750,000. So that we purchased it for eight fifty. dollars we actually funded some renovation money in that number as well. So we funded $12,000 for reserve replacements account for our day-to-day expenses like the carpets, the refrigerators, the day-to-day stuff. And then we also funded another fifty grand to replace some ACs that were older and different things. On total, with closing costs and everything, we were into it at about 942 total. So then that's where we get the loan all the way down to 750. So we put in 192 total, and then we go down to 750, which was our loan amount. And how long did you buy this ago? How long ago? This was in December that we closed. About a year. Yep. The first thing, once we looked at the property, we noticed that the management fees were high. The owners were paying a high management fee. They were paying 10%. This is 24 units. Though it's not in the middle of the city, it's still in an area that the management fee was high. We knew we could get 8% based on our experience. And then we also looked at they were paying renewal fees of half month's rent. And first months were both half months. So let's say someone was moving in, the rent's 700, they had to pay 350 for the person moving in. And then once the person renewed their lease, they were also paying 350 to renew their lease. So the management company was doing pretty darn good making money on that property based on those fees. Then we looked at cable. The owners were actually paying for cable. And we knew that that's something that wasn't being offered in the area. So we knew that we could get rid of the cable and we could still provide a good product and not have to offer the cable. Other items that were just right off the bat, we shopped property insurance and we saved about $4,000 there, just shopping the insurance, maintenance. So in total, just to kind of simplify it, in total, we saw about $30,000 in expenses that we could decrease. And we've been decreasing since we bought the property. How much does it cost for expenses on the 24 unit? On a 24-unit right now, we're operating at about $80,000 in expenses for our property. So it's about close to 40% operating expenses. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get it down to 37.5, but I, I want to make sure that I'm offering a good product to make sure the maintenance is being done properly, etc. So we're at close to about 40%. $3,333 per unit per year on expenses. What year is it? Bill in 1990. It's a good building. It's actually pretty well taken care of. The only thing, what are the ACs? We replaced some water heaters as well, about 21 water heaters, so more than a few. And 14 AC units we replaced right off the get-go that were older. And now we're in the process of updating appliances to some newer appliances that the appliances that are there are basically original from 1990 on a lot of the units. Knowing what you know now, after having participated passively in the 48 unit and actively in the 24 unit, what will you take away from those projects that you apply to the next project? I'd say the management company is just so instrumental. Hiring the right people, and that goes if you're flipping houses and hiring contractors to hiring management companies. I did a lot of training, and I've talked to a lot of people, but People don't really talk about how important the management company is to your project. If you hire the wrong people, that could really hurt you. And it could be different reasons that it could be the wrong person. It could be a personality conflict, or it could also be a lack of experience. So that's something we've learned. The property came with a management company. We've gotten rid of them. And then we hired a new company 
and they offered us the world on a banquet, you know, on a silver platter, but frankly, they didn't meet the requirements that are needed for a multifamily property. You can't just hire a regular real estate manager to manage multifamily. It just really doesn't mix. What do you do now to qualify the management partner that you weren't doing before? One thing that we weren't really doing before was looking at membership and organizations. There's a lot of management companies out there, but very few of them are members of NARPM, which is the National Association of Residential Property Managers, and IRAM, the Institute of Real Estate Management. And the reason I think that's a big deal is because when you talk to them, you can actually tell the people that are educated versus the people that aren't. The people that are educated, they want to tell you about the area. They want to tell you what's happening. They want to tell you what the jobs are, what the rental rates, why is it a good idea to be in this area versus another area versus the person that's not really getting educated. You call them and they're like, I'm like, can you tell me a little bit about the area? Oh yeah, it's a good area or, or there's really nothing there. Number one, they want to earn your business. But number two, they know how to earn your business. They bring value. What's your best real estate investing advice ever? That's the one. Hire the right people for your project. All right. Well, then simple enough, straightforward. We talked about that. So let's roll right into the best ever lightning round. You ready for that? I'm ready for that. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Empire Industries, a national award-winning company and the fastest growing property management company in Houston, would like to offer you, best ever listener, a 30-day love us or leave us guarantee. Contact Empire Industries at 888-866-6727 for more info. That's 888-866-6727. Best ever book you've read. Best ever book I read, I'm going to give it to The One Thing by Gary Keller about productivity and getting things done. It's going to give you just a lot of facts about why certain things that we do in life, the way we do them don't work and how to do the right things on a daily basis so we can hit our goals, whatever they may be. If you want to be a real estate investor, if you want to own a business that's not real estate, whatever you want to do, if you read that book, it's just going to make you a better business person and person overall. The author is Gary Keller, as you mentioned, as well as Jay Papazan is a co-author with Gary on that book and many others. And if you want to hear Jay's episode on the best ever show, go to episode 212 where I interviewed Jay. Best ever personal growth experience. What'd you learn from it? Best ever personal growth experience. Man, that's a good one. I didn't expect that one. But I wouldn't say just one, but I'd say just consistent improvement all the time. You got to read books, listen to podcasts like this one. You have to go to events and feed your brain. It's just a constant, never-ending improvement. Best ever deal you've done? I got to give it to that 24 unit. We just bought it in December. We had some value add to do, and we have about 400 grand in equity in it. Best ever way you like to give back? Best ever way you like to give back? I go to my local high school. And I do the teaching, so I'll go speak to the kids. I like doing that. I think it's a big impact to speak to kids at a young age because that really is going to help dictate who they're going to become in the future. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? The biggest mistake, I'd say, is keeping rentals too early. And to kind of give you an idea on that, I bought my first rental property in 2013. I think in that year, about two rental properties. And my idea was I'm going to build this big cash flow empire. What I, my mistake was I left equity on those properties that I couldn't spend. I didn't have access to that equity. So if I would have turned around and sold those properties at that point, 
I could have purchased even more properties with some of that equity. Well, versus having a 24 unit or 48 unit today, I could be at a higher level in my career right now. So I think buying rentals too early is the biggest mistake I've made. And I would say for other investors to be careful with. What's the best place the best ever listeners can get in contact with you? The best place you can go on my company's website. It's www.apartmentholdingsusa.com. And you can call me on the website or you can email me directly at Denny, my first name, D-E-N-N-Y dot real estate spelled out at hotmail.com. Danny, thank you for sharing your stories on the 24 and 48 unit, getting into the details of how they're structured with investors, how you're participating in them. And then on the 24 unit, the value add play where the management company was one of the main causes for the bloated expenses how you're at about $3,300 per unit per year expenses or about 40% of the expenses and then how you find management companies that are qualified through the associations that they're in and the type of conversations that they conduct with you based on listening to their knowledge of the market. So again, thank you for being on the show. Really grateful, wonderful conversation. Hope you have a best ever day. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. Take care. Empire Industries, a national award-winning company and the fastest-growing property management company in Houston, would like to offer you, best ever listener, a 30-day love-us-or-leave-us guarantee. Contact Empire Industries at 888-866-6727 for more info. That's 888-866-6727.